Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up to heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. We've got Leonti in the studio, and Leon means lion, T, T-Y means what? I drink tea. I drink a lot of tea because I'm Canadian. And she's a lion. <laughs> she's a lion from Zion. Get, get, get ready. You know, for 34 years, I could not drink coffee, and then all of a sudden, poof, I was able to start drinking coffee, so I'm a total tea connoisseur. Okay, so you okay. you are back on the coffee. I'm back on the coffee. Okay, and... Um, <laughs> You're, you asked <laughs> us not to use your last name because it is an interesting last name to pronounce. Uh, but it, your first name is Rose, which is a lovely name. Should we try? Should we try? Last yeah. name? Okay. Okay, well, you, no, you try, no, you no, try I first. I want you guys to try. Greg, Greg you try first. <laughs> I, this is why I had to change oh, no, my here, name. I know. I'll do it. Let me Pass Trader. Holy, hello. High five. She's that from the West Coast. Impressive. So, yeah. impressive. so Aust- Austrian last name. Yeah, Rose Hastreiter is is the is Ro- the official legal name. And um, oh. I met Rose. Rose reached out to me when uh, quite a, quite a long time ago uh, when you moved. And to and just St. to George. know, he never returned my email. I'm just saying that. <clears throat> oh, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, karma's a bitch. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> oh, <I love laughs> hold on a second. We hey. did we did connect. We did. Um, yeah. So I'm I don't know what uh, what I <laughs> now he's getting defensive. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I've got did my we? computer right here. We no, should no. actually arc- we no, should no, check no, no, the archives. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're gonna see when. So while 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 Greg's trying to save so himself, here. as I was shunned the first <laughs> yes. time oh, I emailed yeah, yeah. him. So so you know, there's a really interesting story here. You and I share. So you're 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 living in New Brunswick as well. I do. Yeah. And um, and you've chosen to come to New Brunswick. You're you are uh, as as I am, a, known as a CFA. Mm-hmm. Come from away. What brought you to New Brunswick? Because I, I mean, this is this is interesting. And and f- yeah. what brought you here? And then what when you first came was the response to you being here? It really, aside from being, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Greg, I know we 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 connected. I just don't know. We can, if and we you know, did. I unless you, you have another email, yeah, I, mean, I I, do, I see I every single email responding so we have to, to. We have from to get you. to the bottom of this. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, I do get stressed. I, 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 you, I get stressed I out through, over that stuff. And through, Dave knows he's my coach. <laughs> I met you through um, Eric Klein, the town chiropractor. That's right. Thank you, Eric, what, for introducing us. One, by the way. one of my besties from uh, grade three. Yeah, actually, biggest Transformers fan. You've no way. Ever, and Eric, the town chiropractor, needs to be a guest on the show, actually. Totally. He totally does. He's, he's He was awesome. And he was one of the people, you know, going back to your question, really welcomed me into the community. And I knew nobody. Um, and we had, uh, me and my, my ex, uh, and also my partner in music, currently also my partner in music, we moved across the country from Nanaimo. I'm originally from Vancouver. And, and people go, why? Why did you move across the country? I'm like, well... Why I can't. Not? Sta- I can't stand that question because this place it's, is amazing. It's beautiful, exactly. And that's my first response: is like, why not? Like, look at what we got here. First of all, like, I I live in this beautiful, gorgeous little house near the ocean, and I was able to build a studio. Like, we had to find a way to build a studio to do the music for what we do, and uh, I wanted to be closer to New York, Montreal, Halifax, Boston, Europe. I mean. Our time zone is perfect. So St. George is the center of the, the, the music center. and Hollywood universe. <laughs> As is St. John. You know, St. John's got a really great art community, too. Um, it reminds me a lot of Nanaimo. And, uh, but anyways, we, I'd never been here before. So no joke. I opened up a map of Canada and I said, where's ocean? Because I'm an ocean baby. And I've been going to New York for like 10, 12 years by that point. And 
um, I was a caregiver for my father. And so he had passed and I was like, okay, now it's, I always go to the East Coast anyway. So why don't I come out East? And another weird thing, a lot of people don't know this, but when I was a kid, I used to draw these fishing boats. Hmm. I have no idea why, but when I came out here, I saw those same fishing boats and I was like, nice. I was That's supposed it. to be here. So, and, and it just so felt like home. was it yeah. one, of, one of those like put your finger on a map and figure Literally, it out? Literally, Greg, no it, joke. Literally, finger on a map. Where's the closest? I, mean, I, I went complete Austrian. I'm like, where is the closest to New York? I can get in the car, you know. And, and so I, that's, that's my dad's influence. And so I, I went I went with a finger on the map and I was like, okay. And oh, Charlotte County looks kind of cool. Let's check that out. Nice. And it is super close Packed to the border. Packed to U-Haul. Packed yeah. to U-Haul, came across the country, never been here before. I did not realize there was a four-hour time difference. I thought it was only three. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Funny. Yeah, it was awesome. And I was, it was great, actually. We found a place within about a month and was so, able to get in the, studio. So in the meantime, did you just rent while you were here? Yeah, we around? started in St. Andrews, and then I lived in St. John for a bit, and then found St. George in Latang. So tell people what you do, because, um, you know, it's, it's. I mean, we, Greg would be more comfortable with it. For, for I'm really people. uncomfortable with this. For, <laughs> this for, is why we're sitting so for, far away from each other, yes. everybody. And I'm in between. It's because I didn't respond to an email that I can't seem... Anyway, I'm really stressed out about that. <laughs> it, it, it'll be okay. If you and it was probably you, me you know too, it, actually. You know what to you know make it better? If you pronounce Rose's name correctly. Not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going there. So tell us tell us about uh, Leonti. Well, Leonti is uh, born from, uh, from about 20 odd years of being a solopreneur. And I was a sole proprietor for a lot of years. Like basically my dad was a World War II soldier and he had survived about 10 years of Russian lab- um, labor camps and he'd come to Canada to start a whole new life. He event- eventually made it to Vancouver and at the age of 50 he decides to have a baby. I'm like what are you thinking dad? Like really? So I think he was one of the most courageous men for that alone yeah. and if you guys are fathers you'll know what I'm talking about right? Um, <laughs> so he uh, decided to have me and uh, but you know with the 50 year age gap it be it was different for me growing up because there I am with an elderly parent and we we were each other's you know team so we took care of each other and I started working when I was about 13 14 years old and uh enjoyed it like I was okay I'm born on 724 which means 24 7 which was just yeah I'm not looking wait, for, wait, wait, which but, is probably also <laughs> your work ethic <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it's like 24 7 so I'm, I'm used to working you know a lot I'm, I'm love I love what I do I've got a fascination with time and all that I do a time management workshop across the country anyways and so um, by the age of 17 I had I was already in university and was running a business because that was the best way to support my dad and I because nobody would hire him he was elderly um, he had issues from the war and so forth. And so we hmm. we kind of made our way. And I went to university and took care of my dad. And, and was it just the two of you? Yeah, it was just okay, the two of us yeah. at that point. I didn't grow up with my family until I didn't meet them until I was in my mid-20s um, on my mother's side. And uh, yeah, and so it was, it was just, um, it was, I think, innovation sometimes is born from the need to innovate, to be resourceful. Right. And my father never put any labels on me like, you know, you're a girl or whatever. He was just like, no, you have merit study hard, work hard, get it done. He had this work ethic about him. And I really, I think I, I drew that from him, um, which is actually kind of funny cut to now because I see a lot of professionals and entrepreneurs work themselves to the bone, not knowing how to pace themselves, not knowing how to sustain energy and effort. And that's one thing yeah. I do to answer your question is I help people uh, t- follow through on their projects. Okay, well. Well, I think yeah. that's really cool. And that's what we're here to talk about, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But the the music side as well, why don't you just tell us about- You bet. Yeah. I've, I've as soon as I could reach the piano bench, Greg, no joke, 
I was crawling up on that piano bench and I started playing. My mother was a classical pianist and my grandfather was a composer around World War One, turn of the 20th century. Your, your grandfather on which On side? my dad's side, yeah. Okay. And so I kind of got the music from both sides and music to me is in my blood. It's, 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 it's funny. Communication, music, math, they're all related. It's all integrated. And mm. so everything I do, people go, it sounds like you've got two lives. And for a long time, it felt like two lives because I... Uh, as a professional vocalist and speaker and entertainer as well in my youth. So, so, so yeah, and I, I've been doing music since I was a kid. Um, cool. I've been a recording artist since I was 17 as a female recording artist. And then I went into, I had a brand called Rose Rider, which was more adult contemporary, soft pop kind of stuff. And then I created Leonti because I wanted it to be about the music going forward. I wanted to be able to write music that wasn't pigeonholed in just the, in, in one particular category, because the work I do spans scoring for film as well as a variety of different types of genres. So Leonti is just my, I get to do whatever I want. It's a bit of a freedom. I, I, I love so. it. And, and it means something. I mean, it does. Yeah. It, it means it's, um, I am a Leo, yeah. uh, but I'm right on the cusp of cancer. So apparently that that's why I get so, you know, introverted. <laughs> I have no idea about Intro- that, but really? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm actually an introvert, uh, very yeah. much so. Um, but when I have my little, my little Sasha Fierce moment and I get up on stage, I really enjoy, I enjoy connecting with people. And, and that's what Leonti is. It's about the music. It's about connection. It's about empowering people. And then you've been able to use that, that platform of music mm-hmm. as a consultant uh, approach Well, as what well. was funny, Greg, is that actually I went through a pretty serious health issue, which made me lose my hearing. Um, and I still have hearing loss on the one ear, on the lower range. So mm-hmm. if I'm leaning into going like this, it's because <laughs> I'm like, what, what does he say in there? Um, but I had, I had a couple of health conditions, which I thought would make me would make it impossible for me to continue a music career and uh at the same time i'd been running projects and oh no (laughs) he's like we're gonna bring out the extrovert um i'd been uh as a as a performer and stuff i'd i'd been doing that but i'd also been supplementing my music habit um as an independent music artist, um, I paid for it all the way. And I was a project manager and I, I worked at a lot of different companies across Canada, um, ran multi-million dollar projects. And I was like so grateful to have the opportunity to work as a project manager. I'm certified. But then I left that and I decided to move into project advisory instead of just just purely like focused internally. I wanted to help empower teams to learn how to work together better and so I shifted when I moved when I moved out here I shifted to more of the workshops and professional development so Hmm, I've taught over 15,000 people to date and tomorrow I'm doing a workshop in Moncton yeah you're saying that now is it a public workshop or it is is, this one's available to uh, the public Um, and how do people find out about it they go to masteringmoncton.eventbrite.ca and it's just a half day summer camp for us adults so it's on productivity and performance and it's just really about how do we how do we make the most with our time And, and I think that all comes it really does stem from the fact that I grew up with a guy that was 50 years older than me. And so I was always like aware of time. I was always aware of this, like our life. Well, what are we, what are we doing with our lives? So when, when I work with entrepreneurs, I'm always asking for what is your deep why? Why are you doing anything you do in your day? And sometimes they come to me with this list of like 30 things they want to get done in a day. And I'm like, well, what's your top two? What are two things you're going to like defend in your day and really follow through on? And so anyways, I spent a few years developing this, uh, basically optimizing performance productivity hmm. uh, workshop and so doing that across Canada. I got, tell me, you know, your, um, you know, what you're learning about 
like you, you bring up a really interesting point, and it seems to me that, and and so I, I I've the the benefit of working with a lot of entrepreneurs as well. I'm mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur um, in a coaching context, and um, and you know, and I, I struggle with this as well, um, and I certainly see a lot of it. Is um, it's almost like priority management's yes. challenging, right? And there's so much people want to get done, mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes you can get so overwhelmed by everything you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You can procrastinate, or or you you got yeah. you know that whole idea. I mean, I, I always liked uh, Covey's time matrix model mm-hmm. around urgent and important activities. That's part of what we're covering okay. tomorrow. Yeah. So it's which is by the way, if anyone's listening to this live with and seeing my the back of my ear, um, <laughs> they and they have time, they should definitely go if that's a piece of it because that's it a, is, that's yeah, a really awesome model. Um, but what is it that I guess going to to my question though is like what how why is it so challenging like how come why is it hard for us to to prioritize? That's a really good question. Why is it hard for us to prioritize? I think I think we're led to believe that um, everything needs to be critical. Everything needs to be treated with the same urgency and importance. Going back to mm-hmm. that model, mm-hmm. and if it's actually one of the primary questions I ask people is how do you define what's important to you? Importance is defined often by our values. And um, and urgency is defined a lot by time and what's what's necessary. And one, I've no joke, Dave. I've had to say this to literally senior managers sitting around the table, very big companies. I have to I have to look at them in, in the eye and say, if everything is critical, nothing is critical. So having to make a decision is also part of prioritization. Learning how to prioritize. I use a one two three model for prior for priorities. Mm-hmm. Some people use a one through five scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, it's so funny. I actually brought my little thing with me today. And I thought, I don't know if we'll, we'll talk about it, but why is it hard for us? Um, maybe, and I think it, it's de- different for everybody. I know for me, having to make a decision around what's important means that I have to sacrifice something else. I want to do it all. I want to wear my Superman shirt every day of my life. But there's something that they discovered many years ago. Um, it's a research by Tony Schwartz and Catherine McCarthy. They developed what's called an energy management system. So what they recognized is that it's not about time management. And in today's society, it's much more about focus management, and it's about energy management. And there's four energy centers that we all deal with, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Mm. And if you think about, if you go through your day and you look at your to-do list, and we just start with a simple write out your to-do list, use verbs to start your, your actions. Don't just write out, you know, cat. Tell me what you're going to do with the cat. Feed the cat. <laughs> Walk the cat. So let me know in more action what you're going to do. But then look at the batteries that you are using. So if if you have you ever had this moment, Dave, where you are reading something and then you, you hit a saturation point, how do you know when you hit that saturation point? How do I know? How do you know? Well, I lose I lose focus. Like, I, I, I forget what I've just read. Right. So you're reading something, and it's just not going in, right? right. And, or, or someone, if you asked me, if you said, Dave, what did you just read? Right. I wouldn't be able to, to, to tell you. Right. And the funny thing is we're taught to just push past that, push past that. Hold on a second. Science shows us very clearly that if you take a step back, it's what we call counterbalancing, something I developed as a, as a model to teach people how to switch out of that task. Mm-hmm. Use it, go into a different battery, go for a walk. Mm -hmm. So you've just been mentally draining that battery. Mm -hmm. Give your brain time Mm -hmm. to synthesize and synergize that information before coming back and trying to saturate again. The problem is we've we've always been taught, we'll just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. So we're not really taught how to um, efficiently focus. We're not taught the skills to efficiently focus and to make the most of a 15 minute period. Something you can get done in 15 minutes 
you if if with the right focus and priority management, you can get it done in fifteen. But without it, you it'll take you two hours. Yeah, you know, so so interesting because and Greg, what do you, I don't know. <laughs> the camera really close here is great. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, but um, I found there's times, and, and I guess it speaks to this, is is uh, you know you got your your list of things you want to accomplish, and yeah. then you say, well, what are the the top three? You know, kind of I, I don't know. If I, someone yep. talked about the power of three at once point to me, and you know it made sense for me. Yeah. And um, and then and then if you, you know if you if you if you decide you're going to take 3 hours to do that i mean it depends what they are um, mm-hmm. it'll probably take 3 hours but if you decide you're going to do it in 50 minutes it's amazing I what call you can get power done. hours you can you can yeah. do a power hour and then but then but then i think the other thing i'm learning um, and, and it's through some of the reading but yeah. you know um, but you know through through stuff you're 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 talking to us about right now um, is is recognizing the value of getting up in between and you know grabbing a coffee and maybe taking a walk around the office and yeah. then coming back or or that's the time maybe go check the mail or whatever right our brain needs time to breathe and and synthesize and those batteries need to be recharged but also when we do something like what we're doing right now for me this actually charges one mm-hmm. of my batteries mm-hmm. it charges both the spiritual and emotional batteries i enjoy doing this i enjoy talking about this mm-hmm. Um, what battery am I using? Probably my mental battery. And frankly, it's a little bit of a tough day. That way, you know, it's not just because I didn't have my coffee, but I know, okay, mentally, I knew I was going to be as focused. So I, I do, I, I practice some tactics prior to coming here to try to get me more mentally focused. It's the afternoon, it's warm, you know, there's environmental factors. It's, it's an integrated um, approach to improving our focus that I, I take people through. What I'm doing tomorrow is purely tactics. Like I'm taking people through, what can you do to make your day better? And, and again, one of the first things is take a look at how you prioritize. Mm-hmm. So going back to that first question, because I don't feel like I've answered it yet. Um, why why is it hard? Okay, how about I, I switch that around and, and address the question, how? How can we prioritize? If, if uh, you've ever read the book, uh, The One Thing, ever read that book? Fantastic book by Dave, oh, what's his name? No, Gary, ah, somebody, I'm sure somebody on Facebook Live is going to like type it out for me. Gary Keller, I want to say, The One Thing. Oh my He's, gosh, Gary Keller from Chicago? Oh, hey, I can't, I'm horrible at I, I am friends with a Gary Keller who's a pretty... Interesting character out of Chicago. Well, he, I could look th- him up. Yeah, let's out. look him up because um, it's Ooh, a what's great the name of the book, book again? The one thing. The one thing. And okay. and I pulled some of uh, some of his work as well. Um, and I love the fact that he says, you know, focus on one thing in your day. Now, like yourself, I usually go to two or three things that I'm going to defend. But the the question is like, how do we make those two the top two that we're going to work with every day? And by using a, some type of a scale. Now I use a one, two, three scale with my teams or anybody I'm coaching. I'm like, okay, one means I, it's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely going to be defended from interruptions, procrastination, overcommitment, mm-hmm. anything else. Or I'm going to find a way to defend it. And mm-hmm. there's many ways to help you do that. Mm-hmm. So one is a non-negotiable has to happen. For example, sleep. Mm-hmm. Most people find a way to negotiate their sleep out of out of their day, and mm-hmm. yet it is one of the most important pieces to mm-hmm. being productive the next day. That's why so Fitbits are so awesome because right. it yeah. tells me how much I slept. Well, my <laughs> wife goes, "You're crazy, Davey. but I'm like, "No, I, it actually, huh. I, I know kind of the quality of my sleep. The quality yeah. of sleep, and in the research, they discovered um, when, for example, going back to our last example, where you wanted to step away from a problem, and you're mentally saturated. They discovered it wasn't the quantity of time that we spend away from something. It was the quality of that counterbalance. Small slices of high quality experiences. Right. And, 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 and yeah. by the way, just as a quick interruption, uh, Catherine Hansen is watching right now. And Hi, she Catherine. said, the one thing, 
by Gary Keller. Awesome. And I found a picture of Gary Keller, which I just shared with the audience as well. Uh, that's This is all really interesting, too, because... Here, Dave, you, you can be the camera guy if you want. Okay. Um, Let's go to are Greg. you telling me to be the no, camera guy? No, you're so- Listen, horizontal, Dave. There we go. We, I might even be upside down. Um, no, you're not. You're uh, up. You look I was really close to you. Like, I, I was right up to your ear. It was really funny. I know. It was the, a little intimidating. I was the, like, um, close. Oh, my ear. <laughs> the book I'm, I'm reading right now yeah. is called... Um, um, hold on. What's it called when you're in a football team and you all get together? And Huddle? You, Huddle? Similar word. <laughs> scrum. Scrum. I'm reading yes. Scrum right now. Right now. And I forgot the name Are of the book. Are you sure football or a rugby? Uh, Grateful uh, Dead concert? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, What's not? Scrum, is, try rugby. Let's scrum try is talking about working less. You know what you just did, Dave? You just took all the audio out of the... No, actually, you didn't. You probably still have that there. Do we still um, so Scrum is about working less, like yeah. four-hour workday. You know, like we have this concept of eight-hour workday, and then yeah. we bring all this work home with us yep. uh, till midnight or yeah. and start. I'm talking about myself here right now, but that's so unproductive. And it's arguing that the yeah. less you work, the more stuff you're going to get done. So here's a funny thing, and I, I challenge the audience today to try this, especially for the people that are in what I call fight or flight mode where they're constantly putting out fires and fires and fires. And hey, you know what? As an entrepreneur, I think we come with extra challenges because not only are we operationally responsible for day-to-day stuff, but we're also the visionaries. And we typically wear like five hats on any given day. So for those people, I, I try to coach them into getting into a responsive state, not a, not a constant reactive, reactive mm. state. So here's an idea. Book, like everybody, get your calendar out right now. Done, in front of me. And say, all right two weeks from now or three weeks from now, I'm actually going to do what I call a down cycle. And leaf on a river day or afternoon or something where you literally down cycle, where it doesn't mean you're not going to be productive. And that's the funny thing. You're just not going to, you're not going to put yourself on a high performance day that day. Now, I actually am very strategic with my high and low performance days whenever possible. If I'm speaking or if I'm performing or I'm, I'm doing something really mentally intensive for a full day, my day before and my day after are strategically designed so that I am not constantly high, 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 high. Smart. And in, you know, let's talk about smarts for a second. You know the smart goal setting? I'm sure mm-hmm. people have heard of that. So I added the letter S at the end of that. Smarts. Smarts. Let's use our smarts because the letter S at the end of that stands for sustainability. Mm. How are we going to sustain our energy through to the end of that beautiful smart goal that we just spent time planning and strate- you know, strategizing? And so coming back to pacing, I have a lot of friends who run marathons and, and do all that. And I love to train, but I'm, I'm not a marathoner yet. But they've taught me something really important, the concept of pacing ourselves through. Now, going back to this little challenge, if you went into your calendar and said, all right, I'm going to schedule a down cycle. Where it can be a, for people who are really in a fight or flight moment, I would say start small. Start with an hour down cycle. Okay, you don't have to book a whole afternoon or a full day because something else that's really interesting is we become addicted to the behavior of being constantly under stress. Mm-hmm. And I once took a team down from a eighty-hour week down to a forty-hour week. No joke, they rebelled. Really, I, my as a manager, I did not do it well enough. I should have weaned them off that period. So if you're constantly used to this type of of stress. High they stress. Feel, you do want to wean feel, yourself off. They, they might feel, uh, feel this lie that they're not being productive anymore because exactly. they're not filling those hours. It's counterintuitive. So, and yeah. yet, when you take the time to have a quality sleep or a quality down cycle, kid you not, you can get so much more done in that one hour where you need to I be high it. performance. Yeah, totally. Uh, and uh, Hi. 
Oh, hey, Lachlan's here, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Sh- show, show uh, Lachlan. This is live. This is great. World. Lachlan, um, how are you today? And Chet. Chet Wesley's here, everybody. Oh, my God. And Leah's here, too. The whole Hi, team Chet. are here. You might as well come in and be part come of this on podcast. In. It's a big party. Jeez, come on in. Say, okay, who, who are you? I'm Chet Wesley. Uh, Lachlan Arnold Hemings has pictures. And Leah Secord. There you go. Oh, yeah. we've, we've got guests. We're actually coming close to the end of this podcast, but Lachlan, you're going to be excited about this topic. We're talking about creating four-hour workdays and how much more productive we can be when we're not working too many hours. What's your thoughts on that, Lachlan? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm his boss. <laughs> I, I, I believe you should, uh, you should work till the work is done, <laughs> and if that means you get it done in one hour great if you get it takes four then awesome but like sticking around and just twiddling your thumbs and being unproductive forget that so how do you know how do you know when you've hit that moment of i'm not being productive how do you know how do i know yeah uh in the mic there it's really the boiling point Uh, i know this is like (laughs) let's ask chat um i think about it like when the my own personal creative juices just stop flowing mm-hmm. and you're not thinking creatively anymore and you're just thinking about like sitting on a patio drinking right. beer when that when that moment starts to like right. take over your thoughts versus uh really thinking creatively and what's really cool is 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 science actually supports that mm-hmm. it's, it's our body's way of saying you know a lot of people come to me going oh i'm procrastinating i i need to stop procrastinating i'm like whoa hold on a second let's just switch that around and and look at it as a, as, a, as a way to make your day better. So let's schedule procrastination breaks, for God's sakes. Excuse me. But I'm just like, why are we fighting a river? If you're constantly hitting your head against that computer screen and nothing's getting done, well, you're not being productive. So it actually, and the science supports the fact of, you know, stepping away from that, doing something else, and then coming back to it. Now, I don't necessarily subscribe to a four-hour day, Greg. Yeah, I was just throwing that, just, just, to, just to get people. But there's a book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, four yeah, hour work week probably. That's right. I'm, t- I'm talking the four hour work day, which doesn't yeah. mean you're only going to work for four hours. But, okay. But I, we, we've got uh, two other guests that are going to leave pretty soon because I just gave them my credit card. Oh. But I, I want to hear from them. <laughs> um, Chet and Leah, Chet, what's your time management uh, process? Come, come right down here. Well, for me, I'm, uh, because I'm a creative worker, my mental energy only lasts for so long. So mm-hmm. when I start to hit the wall, I know that there's not much more that I can do other than just criticize the work I've already done. Mm-hmm. So I have about a 90 minute window. That's about as long as I can go before I will sudden alarm or I use my, my eye watch to tell me that I'm- I've hit the limit. I say that's enough for now. I get up and go. And that is called an ultradian sprint. That's an actual human rhythm. You know how we have circadian rhythms? That is called an ultradian rhythm. We typically have a productivity curve of 90 to 120 minutes. Once you hit that, you might as well switch into something different before coming back to your primary task. So knowing that, you can be a lot more strategic with your day. And so as you said, four hours in the day, well, out of an eight, maybe four of those are going to be super high performance hours. And the other can be catch up and, you know operational stuff so catch up and relish so you don't want to i mean like what you just said before about procrastinate it's okay to i mean when you're busy procrastination is an activity exactly is it really procrastination is what i'm challenging us is it really yeah procrastinate now don't put it off (laughs) exactly just do it leah i'm so glad can i can I give you a hug, Leah? It's been so long. Good to see you. So good Welcome to see back, you. Leah. Leah works with Mickey Mouse at, at Disney, and now she's <laughs> doing some casting for Hemings House and Revolution right now. Uh, Leah, how about how about you? Do you believe in what we're talking about here? And what's the Disney approach? 
How how would Disney deal with your insanity eight hours, you know, and hot, you know, doing whatever it is that you do? Uh, Disney actually had a really good method. Um, in my position, there was always three positions, potentially four, that mm -hmm. I could work in. So we were only ever in that position for a max an hour and then rotated. So I found that as I was perhaps growing bored of one position, within the next 15 to 30 minutes, I was pushed to a new one and re-engaged in interacting anew. That's cool. And it's as a creative professional myself, because I write music for film and TV. And so, but we still have to deliver on time. We still have deadlines to hit, right? So how do you make that happen? And so um, I help people create work back plans and strategies around how are you going to make that, that creative thing? Because people go, well, I'm a creative. Well, I'm a creative too, you know? Like, how do we make, how do we create, you know, be artistic now? So we actually have to support that. And for all my entrepreneurs that are like, well, I'm not creative. I'm not in the creative business. I challenge that because an entrepreneur has to be by its definition mm -hmm. an, a creative thinker okay this is, has to come again we have to do this uh, get you on again because it's such a good we're coming up to the end of our time i just want with with our witnesses in the room my biggest anxiety is that bloody inbox that keeps on coming right yeah, yeah. so i missed when she first moved to saint john i missed her email and um probably because I tried to take the break. I cannot stay in on top of my communications. And that's the only thing that keeps me from relaxing. So when that open yeah. space comes, yeah. I'm like, maybe I could go to the boat or go for a hike or yeah. surf. I'm like, no, no, no. I got to tend to that inbox because I'm going to miss an important person. Greg, the inbox is, is, is my nemesis as well. And in fact, I, so I, was, I was teasing you because it was probably me that probably missed your reply because I'm, that was my, I, at the height of my project management career when I, when I was taking care of my dad and all that, um, I was processing over 300 emails a day. Now, most entrepreneurs are dealing with a lot and it's no longer just, boom, you've got mail. Woo, we're so happy. No, that was like so 30 years ago. Now it's like, I hate my inbox. So I think it's a very natural experience. Um, one thing I actually help people deal with specifically is time management and email. How do we make that a lot more efficient in our day? And there are actually a bunch of tricks. So Greg, maybe another time we'll just we'll just focus no, no, on that I, issue. No, I'd like you to focus right on now? that with Greg. Right yeah. now. No, not right now. No, no, but I, I think that's I a really tip. good, because he's, I've heard him complain Send about this. Send less email. Send less email. He's been complaining about this for years. 20 years now. Really? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, listen. Oh, okay. Um, well, we should talk. Yeah, we will continue this yeah. conversation. And thank you so much for coming in and li fun. live. And Dave, thanks for letting me film you so close. And our special <laughs> guests, Lachlan, thank you, buddy. Can we ask one, can I ask one question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to get right in here, though. I, I've had a uh, beef with the word busy for Me many too. years. Me too. Because I feel like when people's like, it's like almost like small talk at this point where people default, to, oh, I'm really, really busy all the time. But I always interpret it as people actually being really inefficient with their time, yeah. which actually I felt like it said more about them yeah. than anything else. So like I've tried. He's talking about me. No, that's not fair. <laughs> But d didn't it? I've, I've, I've yeah. tried to like. I've tried to actively remove it from my vocabulary. Yes. Yes. And, and also like, and try not to train my mind to think like that anymore. So I'm just curious to your thoughts. It's on not that about part. having time. It's about making time. Okay. Period. For what matters to you, and what's hard is to figure out what actually matters to you in your day. So anytime I hear somebody go, oh, "I'm just so busy," blah blah blah. Well. Whoa, one second. We all came, I used to be that person. So I, I'm, a, I'm a recovering busy addict um, <laughs> from like 10 years ago. But I used to wear it as a, as a badge of pride. I was like, I'm yeah. so busy. I show up at six in the morning and I don't leave till 6 p.m. But really, I had one of my mentors come up to me and go, no, 
Uh-uh. If you don't get it done in six hours, you are not being in, you're not being necessarily as efficient as you could be. Now, I, I caveat that too, because as a creative and as a, uh, you know, leading projects, there are phases in projects that do require long days, okay? But those types of things should not be held for nine months straight at 16-hour days. That's just not sustainable in terms, right? Right? I'm yeah, getting like the totally. understand. So anytime totally. somebody says to me busy, that's a that's actually a red flag for me. It, it's interesting that you say like a badge of honor because it actually I think a lot of people see it that way. They see it as like I've <laughs> I've won at the professional world if I'm busy all the yeah. time. You gotta get yeah. a good shot of so, Lachlan's uh, whole whole stance. stance. Yeah, it's a total power stance. I love it. It's awesome. Okay, so let's all let's all uh, say say goodbye. Uh, what, what, what's our final What's our final like uh, uh, goodbyeness? Don't be busy. No. Well, how, how do people? I, I think oh, yes, we right. we need people. To, we, they need to know how to get in touch. With okay, Rose. well, yeah. well, <laughs> definitely stop by and say hi at leonti3c.com. That's L E O N T Y 3C.com. And uh, we're also releasing some new music, and I'd love to share that with everybody. Maybe another episode we'll talk about that part. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so Thank, much. Thanks, Rose, for coming on. Thanks, guys, for just showing up. That was awesome. Final party notes. Uh, don't be busy. You're, don't be. Don't be busy. If you're too busy, ask, whose job are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Keep smiling. Oh, <laughs> uh, Leah, I love that. And, and for me, uh, all I'm going to do is I'm going to invite anybody to email me at greg at hemmings.com. Oh, hemmingshouse.com. I wrote an essay called A Short Essay on Time. On Time and the, the reason why I hate clocks and the sound of them. So I'll email that to anybody if they want to take a look at it. So see you later. See you next week, Dave. As always, great time. Thank you, Rose, for coming Thanks, in. Guys. Thanks for the other guests just showing up. We love it. <laughs> it was great. And we're over and out. See you next bye. week. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.